0: Chad Jay Mansbridge here. Lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth, and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. My name is Jeff. Welcome to the online community streaming, and those that are watching, and those that might hear this later. Um, I have the privilege of sharing along this series again of doing life well, and uh, this has been a very interesting week this week. And I suppose I'll start with something a little light-hearted. This morning we could all do with a bit of a just lighten it up a bit. So, have you sometimes read the scripture and you find that a particular verse seems to jump right out at you? We can just read. Other times, and it's just, yeah, okay, I just read it, good. And that's called the Logos word, that's just a written word. And then other times you'll just read it and it'll, it's a phrase or a scripture or something just pops out and you know, that is for me right now. Because we all know the scripture, the, the Bible is written for you, but it's not all written at you or to you. But occasionally we come across these scriptures that are just for you. And I came across one when I was reading recently, and it's in Proverbs. And I thought, that's for me, I know that for sure. But I also think that it's for other people in this room right now. And for those that might be listening, and others that will hear what I've got to say and go, yeah, yeah, whatever you reckon, Jeff, that's fine by me. Um, So it can sometimes be a powerful word. Sometimes it can just be a fun word for now. If we all were quiet, don't do that to me. And honestly, it's not one of my made up you know, Jeff's literal translation or the Eva Spiritual Version. This is actually in the NIV and in a few other scriptures as well. So I didn't make this up. Are we ready for this? Proverbs sixteen thirty one Grey hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. And in a lot of other versions, it also says grey hair is a crown of glory. So those of you that have grey hair, we all said amen. The rest of you, hey, we got the crown of glory, not you guys, okay? Happy? As I said, some people. But... I don't know. We found there's scriptures that talk about God numbers the hairs on your head, but I'm not sure about those that are bald. So, <laughs> the God, y- yeah. excellent, <laughs> yes. And some of you hide your grey hairs for some reason. I'm not sure why. But I was going to say, but seriously, but it's not really okay. So. So, when Nick Greske was here a while ago, and this is where we got the idea of this theme for doing life well, I heard him say something now, I don't know whether he said these words exactly word for word, but this is what I got out of it. And it was, think right, feel right, act right. I thought, okay, fair enough. Because I drive a fair bit for work, I started mulling over those words. And you go, well, think right. What about if we actually started with thinking wrong about things to start with? Then that will affect the way that we feel and the way that we act. You know, the things that are probably going to happen tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Here we go, here's another week. Don't talk to me about the traffic. And you start thinking. Here's another email from my boss. What have I done this time? Here's a text message from the leaders of the church. What have I really done wrong this time? But we start thinking wrong about things. And then we'll start to feel wrong about them. And then we'll, somewhere along the lines, we'll act wrong. So if you don't want that. But, and then I thought, well, think right, feel right, act right. What about if we started with feeling right first about a situation? Feeling right about something to start with, before we thought much about it, before we acted much about it. Act much about it? Good English. And I thought, well, I don't always feel great. I could feel sad, I could feel tired, I could feel happy, I could feel hungry, I could feel a lot of them all at once. It's just not a great place to start with starting with our feelings first. Let me see if I can draw a really, really bizarre scenario for you. And it is really bizarre, and I'm pretty sure it would never occur here, and I know it is extreme, but this is what might happen if you start with feeling, basing things on your feelings first. So a wife might absolutely love it when hubby brings home a bunch of flowers every week. Yes. I'm with you, not every week. But what about if that is the moment or the time when she feels loved? That's how she knows that she feels loved. What about the day he doesn't bring home a bunch of flowers? (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) But if she's basing her feelings purely on the flowers... And now she doesn't get the flowers, so now she doesn't feel loved. She's going to act wrong. She's going to start thinking wrong. And by the time he's had a chance to explain that he's fa- the flowers, the florist just didn't have her favourite flowers, she is honestly ready for a divorce. <laughs> I know it's extreme, but if you base it on your feelings first, you're then going to act, think start thinking wrong and then acting wrong. So I'm not interested in that situation either. But what about if we started with acting right first? Let's make sure we act the part first. Yeah, didn't work out well for the guys in the Old Testament. (sighs) Let's make sure we do the right thing in front of God. But then when we're nowhere near God, let's not do the right thing. So don't look at trying to act the part. And then when we try to act the part, and then, okay, let's act right. And then we'll start to think right. And then we'll start to feel. All of that, when you're driving for hours and hours, messed up my head and I went, not a chance. So we get back to think right, feel right, act right. First place to start is thinking right. And then when we think right about someone or something, we then got a better chance of feeling right about it. And then we'll act right. Easy? Alright, see you all next week. (laughs) I really do wish it was that easy. It, It is easy, but it isn't. But how do we genuinely, genuinely think right? Just take this week, for example. How do we think right in this week, or any week, or when any situation is going on? How do we genuinely think right? We have to actually somehow rather think more in our hearts than with our heads. But it will start in our heads first and then move to our hearts. Our head is information and our heart becomes revelation. Proverbs 23.7 in the King James Version says this, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And the whole idea of that 23 7, he's basically saying, Come, come on, come on, eat, drink. But his heart wasn't in it. He was then talking about, Just, it's okay, you can eat and drink, but don't eat too much because it's going to cost me too much. His heart was in the wrong spot. We all hear, we all get that idea the heart is in the wrong spot. So, me being me, I thought, well, I'm going to look up what these big key two words mean. So, one of them is, how does a man think? And then the word heart. Because if we just look at the word heart, it's just this thumpy thing in here. But that isn't quite what they're talking about. So, thinking is the, it's something we do in our mind. The word used here for think is to reason it out to calculate it, to estimate it. These are the things we do in our mind. It's with our thinking. The guy in Proverbs 23, 7 did that. But then he sees his heart wasn't in it. So when I looked up this word, the English word that we've put in there for heart, it's a really interesting word to translate. Because it could mean our soul, our life, It can mean the breathing substance. That which breathes, it comes from to take a breath, to refresh oneself. Here's a thought for you. When God created man in Genesis 2, he breathed life into him. Could this be that that is our soul, our life, our being, and we are refreshed when we have more of God in us? And when we have more of God in us, and therefore God is in our heart, then it becomes easier to think in our hearts, because it is actually God doing in our being. That makes sense? Just in proverbs alone, there are over 70 references to this word "heart." I'm just going to read through a few few for you, and remember, our heart is our being. It's it's in here. It's not just this thumpy thumpy thing. It's it's everything in it. Two two, no, Proverbs two two, turn your ear to wisdom, wisdom, and applying your heart to understanding. Two ten, for wisdom will enter for wisdom will enter your heart. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. 16.21. The wise in heart are called discerning. And gracious words promote instruction. Have a good listen to Brooke's message from last week. About how good words... Good words are good instruction and the importance of our words. 22.17, pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach. 22.18, it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have them ready on your lips, ready with good words, ready with good things to come out. 23.12, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Everybody's gone quiet. 23.26, listen my son and be wise and set your heart on the right path. And 27.19, as I said, there's over 70 references. I just picked some out. Love this one in light of... Doing life well, apart from everything else from doing life well. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Think right, feel right, act right. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So when we think right, we have a good heart. It will be reflected in simply how what we feel and how we act. Sounds so easy. So how do we get the thinking in our heart? As I mentioned before, it simply starts with thinking, and thinking starts in here first, unfortunately. As I mentioned earlier, up here is knowledge. Up here is information. Down here is revelation. And when we can get it from here to here, that's, I think, when we get the picture of... Thinking with our heart. Philippians 4.8 is a fairly well-known scripture on thinking right. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I've put a little note if it doesn't fit into that cate- those categories, why are we thinking on them? So says, think on these things, not on this whole other collection of things. So when we think on these things, it goes from ahead. The more we think on these things, the more it will become in our heart. I wonder if I can suggest some practical things that I've used and am used, still using to get it from here to here. Practical things. So, one of them is when I listen to people or actually hear myself driving in the car for hours, and what's coming out of my mouth is really negative. You know, the stuff, hate my boss, hate the work, hate everything, and you've still got hours and hours to go for driving. I I, and or if I'm listening to an apprentice doing the same thing, yeah, the whole world's falling apart for them. Somehow or other, depends how well you know them. I go, can you give me ten or maybe five things that are good before you give me one bad thing? And I usually get back, especially from apprentices, it's all bad. Everything's bad. I can't think of one good thing. And I did this recently. I said, so really? So you got out of bed this morning. You had breakfast. You drove your car here. The sun's shining. You have a job. You have someone to talk to. I just rattle off six things that are not on your bad list. So they must be good. They've got to fit into one of two categories. So then I suggest to them, write them down so you can see them for yourself. Write down the good things. And of course, it usually starts out that they're just writing down, yeah, okay, I got out of bed, I had bricky, I had this, I had that. Because we're retraining our minds, we're retraining our thinking, we're retraining ourselves. But usually what happens is after about a week, they are filling it with all sorts of stuff. Because we're purely retraining our thinking about what we're doing. Now I fully understand that there are times when it's really, really hard to actually see the good. I'm trying to suggest that everything is always rosy. But I wonder if the more that we do this, it will make... and, And the better it gets in our hearts, then it will make the bad stuff maybe not quite so bad. Because it's a lot easier to spot all the good stuff. So, back to Philippians 4. Whatever is true whatever is noble, whatever is admirable, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, etc., etc., think on these things. I wonder if any situation we could stop and think about these things. Maybe put them down. Maybe write them down. And each day, write something against them. So whatever is true, true things... That could be as simple as, where are, you getting your, where are you actually getting your truth from? Which can be interesting in these times that we live, but that's where it starts. That's where we get our truth from. What about noble things? Some versions use this word, honest, honourable. I wonder if we could just put these two words and then put something about today against that. The right things, things that are just... Things that are upright. Pure things. Clean. It comes, from that, it comes from the root word, most holy things. I'm sure most of us could stop and just close our eyes and think about things that are most holy. Lovely things, which are acceptable, which are pleasing. Admirable things. Some Things that have got good rapport. Commendable. Things that are excellent. Good, moral, moral goodness is where that word comes from. Excellent things. Praiseworthy things. To sing praise. Oh, sorry, can't say that. To honour God, but it's praiseworthy. We don't necessarily need to sing, but give Him praise. I wonder if we could just put them on a column, down a page, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and write something against each one of those for the day. And here's a little note from my study Bible, I'll word, word, wording, word for word from them. The combination of the virtues listed, all of those, the true things, the noble things, is sure to promote a wholesome thought pattern, which in turn will result in a life of moral and spiritual excellence. So, think Right feel right, act right. Then, after a while, these things will get into our heart. And I wonder if this is how we then apply Proverbs 23:7. as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So when we think right, we feel right, we act right, and we've got more chance of doing life well. Thank you all.